Hello, everybody, and welcome back to TMI Podcast. This is episode five. Back at it again with two weeks of news as we skipped for spring break. But we are back here with Dennis. What's up, Dennis? I'm doing pretty good. And Brendan, how you doing, bro? Hey, what's up, everybody? All right. We got a lot of interesting news for you. We've got more Tesla news. We've got gaming news from Google and Sony, I think. Maybe not. We'll have to see. Who wants to start? I'll start. Okay. Um, this week was this week is GDC week, so Game Developers Conference. So expect a lot of game developing news. Um, the biggest one right now is actually Google Stadia. So, all right. Um, basically, Google Stadia is a cloud gaming thing. So, if you don't know what cloud gaming is, it's a streaming platform for games that allows you to play games on any platform you want. So, let's say you had a Chromebook and you wanted to play. Um, I don't know, like Destiny 2 per se, right? You could use Google Stadia and just stream it and you'll be able, you'll be able to play Destiny 2 in 4K at 60 FPS with HDR support. And this is really cool because this basically, for me, like I can play with Zach and Brennan on like with really good graphics on the games that I have with them. Um, they aren't the first one to do cloud gaming. I believe PlayStation Now is cloud gaming as well. But this is, I don't know, uh, this is big hype right here. We're, uh, there's no release date on it, and we don't know how much it's going to cost. But Doom Eternal, the new Doom game, is set to release on Google Stadia. So, Is that going to be uh, an exclusive, or can we still buy that on, like, just for the... On it's Steam? not going to be exclusive. It's gonna, Doom will be available. It's going to be available for the Switch, even. Yeah, oh, but nice. uh, be on the lookout for Stadia. It looks interesting, sounds interesting. I think Google Stadia is really cool because it offers people with low builds the ability to play games on high graphics, but the only downside is you need a good internet connection. Yeah, that sounded pretty good. And we also have Capcom. Uh, so it seems like Capcom is making their biggest comeback right now. They uh, released Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World uh, last year, I believe. And that was a really good game. A lot of people love that. Um, and then next, they had Resident Evil 2 Remake, which in the same vein is also really good because they use the same engine as uh, Resident Evil 7 did and a lot of people love this sec- this remake. It was really like it's I don't know is it game game of the year material Brennan? What do you think? I played the 30 uh, minute demo when it was available on Steam and I liked it a lot but I have to pick up the fill game just your boys a little bit little low on cash right now. Yeah this game uh, the remake seems really good and then also a few uh, weeks ago Devil May Cry 5 came out. Um, this game is a really good game. I've seen playthroughs of it, and it's it's what you expect from a Devil May Cry game. So it's got like crazy good combat. The story's out of the top. The the action sequences are crazy cool. It got really high ratings on like reviews and stuff. Um, there's also this cool thing if you get the uh, special edition. Um, there's you get these like live action versions of these cutscenes you get in the game, so the they have to pre the visuals for all cutscenes in any game, which is basically a live action version of that cutscene, and then they just like layer over with like uh, the gaming like they do the models and stuff later, but with the this like new this special version you can actually turn on the live action versions and just watch. What they had to do beforehand it's actually really funny it's kind of cool if anyone's interested they should yeah if anyone's interested they should search it up online on youtube because it's actually really funny um 
In other news, we got a Borderlands 3 teaser by Gearbox. Um, they are going to be at PAX East. So in their little, like, they posted this on Twitter. Um, and it's a picture of basically this billboard, March 28th, that says Boston MA. And it's got, like, the cell shading type of art from uh, other Borderlands. And if you look in, like, the very top right, there's a 3. And people are like, oh, they're teasing Borderlands 3. So expect maybe... Uh, New Borderlands, because that's pretty cool. Nice, because the pre-sequel is before Borderlands 1, right? Yes, those, like, the, the, the latest Borderlands games have been just, uh, like, pre-sequels and stuff. Yeah, so Borderlands 3 would take place after Borderlands 2. The one, like, pre-sequel came out after Borderlands 2, but it was placed way in the, in the past. Like, I don't know how Borderlands, I don't remember how Borderlands 2 ended, but I'm interested to see how they're going to continue on with third Borderlands if they make a new one. Um, next news, we got Destiny 2. Uh, the new DLC came out uh, for the season pass. It's the season of the Drifter. Um, this one focuses on the Gambit game mode. So if you didn't know, the Gambit game mode is this cool PvE, PvP type of deal where you're, when you kill enemies, they drop these moats. And you're supposed to bank these moats. And your goal is to hit 75 moats in total with a team of other three people. So it's 4v4. And you're, you're, you're able to invade the other team and kill the other team, which is cool. Um, in this game, or in this uh, DLC, they're focusing on the Gambit itself. So they're added new Gambit mode, which is called Gambit Prime, which is basically Gambit, but with higher stakes because there's only one round. Um, and you're just, you know, doing the same thing you would do in Gambit. But the really cool thing about this one is, um, I don't know if this is so spoiler alert right here. Um, basically, when you do the the quests for the Drifter, he... I saw that, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically allows you to choose between either trusting Drifter himself, this, like, really shady guy that came in at the beginning of Forsaken, or you side with the Vanguard and spy on Drifter. But a lot of people are saying, like, oh, maybe you should, you should, I feel like siding with Drifter is such a better idea because it's like, you know, imagine what will come from it. Well, have you seen the cutscene? No, I have not seen the cutscene. I haven't gone that far in yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yes, there's a new exotic. Well, not a new exotic. This is kind of old exotic. The Thorn. Thorn is back. If anyone loved the old Thorn, this is a good gun. Wait, so you actually don't know the whole thing about uh, Drifter yet? No, you don't know Drifter's entire story. His back he's like pretty long backstory which relates to um Yeah, but you haven't seen the cutscene yet, right? I, I'm not saying you as in like the general audience, I mean like you as in you ha you haven't finished the DLC yet, right? I have not yet finished the DLC yet. Oh, okay. Well you're in for a big surprise. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are complaining about um how the light level is like really high for like re the really good good loot. So like uh Bungie is trying to make like more uh just like late end game sort of deals so like you want, they want to prolong the game more. It's pretty yeah. cool but I, I don't know if like a gambit focused armor set is the best idea. It's interesting. I'm not interested in gambit. I'm more of a PvE player, but I I want to see where these choices goes cuz when you choose a side. So basically you, yeah, when you choose the side, it, there's like this like long like paragraph where it says choosing this choosing this person this side will affect your choices in the like future. So it's trying to say 
future DLCs will be affected by this one choice you make, which is really cool because they haven't ever done this in Destiny 2 before. It's either, yeah. it's always been this, yeah, it's always been this like linear path that you have to take and you're forced to take and you can't choose anyone else, but this is interesting. I think it sounds exciting, but um, yeah, the the problem with the Destiny 2 game, and we were talking about this earlier, is like Brennan said, they release a $60 game, which is actually a beta. And then with DLCs, which are $40 extra, but also part of the beta. And then they release the full game a year later for an extra 40 bucks plus $20 in additional DLC. So every Destiny game costs you $120 to play. It, it certainly feels like that at times, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to spend the extra money on Forsaken right now. Um, because I just... It's still irritating that I have to spend that money to get the full game when I had, like saved up during the summer to get the game on launch day. And then I got a 12 hour campaign with no real content. And I was just like, Oh, well, you know, that was fun, but where's the rest of it. Yeah. And then forsaken came out for 50 bucks. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to spend that kind of money. Just right a little now. Uh, context. I played destiny since literally the launch. Like I, I wait, I got the white PS4 that came with destiny the day it came out. And I was like the biggest fanboy for like five months. And if you talked any trash about the game, I'd like, I'd be very mad. I'd be like, what do you mean? But then uh, my fanboy goggles started to come off, and I was like, wow, they really overcharged us. So we had to wait a little while, and then Destiny, what was it called? The Taken King? That came out. It fixed most of the problems, but of course you had to pay like 40 bucks. And then year three of the game, like the third year in its life cycle happened, and it was a really good game at that point. Like, oh my god. Honestly, one of the best experiences I've had with online gaming with my friends. And that was what made me excited to get Destiny 2. Is like, oh, they're going to learn from all their mistakes. And Destiny 2 came out, and I realized, oh, wow, this is a business model. They're going to sell you this game. They're going to get the DLC, and then it's all going to be fixed in the next $40 extension. And it's just going to repeat itself. Yeah, the problem with um, Destiny 2 on launch was that it was just... It, you play the game, you finish it, and then you don't have anything else to do. They just catered. To all these casual players, you know, they didn't really leave anything for Endgame. Yeah, there was there was nothing to come back to, but they definitely solved that problem when it came to uh, Forsaken. Yeah, yeah, I know, convenient, right? <laughs> yeah, they they yeah, it's a quick fifty dollar fix. Well, I didn't have to. Well, I actually yes, I, I paid. I paid for the um. I got the game later when like as soon as like Forsaken came out and it was yeah. On sale. They actually offered it for free on the Blizzard store a little while ago. That's how I got it for PC. Yep, I got that for PC. Yeah, that's what Dennis did. He got it for free, but then still dropped 60 bucks on it to get the actual part of the game that anyone wants yeah. to well, play. Well, he saved money, technically. <laughs> he didn't have to buy all the other stuff. He got the good stuff only. He spent he spent $60 on a free game, is what the problem is. I, I spent like 100 on League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can spend your money yeah, however well, you want. It's just um, noticing that stuff. Yeah, and that's the problem is like, that they were definitely planning on that. Like, oh, Des Destiny 2 is free. And then all the people who got it still dropped 60 bucks on, on Forsaken. What I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, more, moral of the story is don't buy Destiny 3 on launch. Wait for a week. That's true. Wait, wait, wait for reviews first. Wait for, yeah, wait for reviews. And if they did, it turns out they did learn their lesson. Oh, hell yeah, buy that. Because a good Destiny game is good. Year 3 of Destiny was I mean, one of my favorite games ever. 
what I'm going to do with Destiny 3 is just wait, if they make one, wait a year until the big DLC comes out and then buy the bundle. Because even if the base game is good, you know they're going to make it better in year two. Well, I would also, um, like right now Forsaken's out, and Forsaken's good. Like, don't get me wrong, it's good, but I'm not paying 40 bucks for it. I'm waiting until it's like on sale. Yeah, I'll pay 15. Oh my god, listen. I will say Destiny delivers one of the coolest experiences. When you with 60 your homies and you're raiding and fighting a giant boss, oh, yeah, it's peak. really cool. Multiplayer right there. Yeah, the, I, I actually haven't been able to play any raids yet because not only do I not have enough time, but I don't have enough people to do it with. So I, we, I gotta, we gotta get on that at some point. You need about like, you don't need a full, full squad for some of the raids. You can like last with like four people, but yes. You you want an ideal six man group? Ideally, you want six. Yeah. Plus, they take like over yeah, an hour for most of them, don't they? Yeah. Because like half of the time, half the time you spend on raids is figuring out how to like damage the bot, and like how to do all the puzzles. Actually, uh, I mean, you can do raids in like thirty minutes, if you well, certain ones. I know there's like speed runs where they get it done in 30 minutes, but uh, usually an hour is like a good time frame of when a raid is done. But that's when everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah, so an hour is like on a good raid. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're a bit of a process to do a raid, but you get good uh, good loot out of those. And you get don't you. I see the loot is good, but the memories you make, oh, <laughs> no, they're really good. Screaming yeah. at the top of your lungs when the boss is about to die is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, he's almost done just keep going it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's the experience that you you want you know yeah like yeah like when you figure out how to defeat the boss and you're like <gasps> and you've done it like five times the same thing over and over again you're like oh, oh we're God. almost there all right little story back in uh destiny 2 the first days uh I, I slept over at my friend's house and we it took us till like two in the morning to actually kill the boss but like it was the most gratifying experience killing your first raid boss that you spent like four hours on i feel like this is like the kind of experience people wanted out of anthem and just really didn't get yeah. it um but hopefully maybe they can evolve that game into something that will give you really good multiplayer experiences because that's what i was excited for was just the open world multiplayer mm. but yeah, yeah. Not about to brick my PlayStation to experience uh, a semi buggy oh, open yeah, world multiplayer. Right. <laughs> Jesus, that's yeah. good. <laughs> the game's getting. Um, speaking of uh, open world multiplayer games, guys, have you heard about uh, the the update coming to No Man's Sky this summer? No, I can't say I have. Nope, say I have. Oh, you haven't heard about? It? I haven't. I haven't been uh, talking no, about it. All I, week. I, I can't recall you ever bringing it up. Yeah. No. You got to explain it to us. Oh well, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. So. Uh, it's called No Man's Sky Beyond, and it's coming this summer. There's no date yet. All we know is this summer. And uh, sticking to the No Man's Sky style, it'll be a free update for all players. You won't have to buy it. Um, and if you buy the game after the update, it will be part of the game. Uh, it's going to be It's interesting. So they haven't updated it for a while, since about like October or November, um, when they came up with the Abyss. And there may have been one after that, but the Abyss was the last kind of big one, which was the underwater... Build an underwater base, do submarine stuff, and fancy underground or underwater fish. And they just really worked on the ocean environments. Uh, so No Man's Sky Beyond is going to actually be three large updates packed into one really, really big one. Um, they haven't talked about the second two parts of this update, but the first one is gonna, they're calling No Man's Sky Online, which uh, let me pull up the link here so I can get a quote. 
but it's it's gonna just really enhance the online. Uh, here we go. No Man's Sky Online includes a radical new social and multiplayer experience, which empowers players everywhere in the universe to meet and play together. While this brings people together like never before and has many recognizable online elements, we do not consider No Man's Sky to be an MMO. So I don't know what they're going to do, but it's going to be more than what they have now. It won't require a subscription, won't contain microtransactions, and will be free for all existing players. Um, so I'm just really, really happy that they're still supporting this game because I bought it. I pre-ordered it like the spring of the year that it came out that summer, which it was 2016. Um, put down the money and it wasn't a very full game when it came out, but it was fun. I put in about 30 hours, 30, 40 hours to the base game, got the best gun and built a, um, I actually, there was no base building at that point, but I got a good ship, you know, explored and had fun. And then as they've been updating it, I keep coming back to it and playing the new update. Um, so I'm excited to see, especially what the other two parts of this big update are going to be. Um, I know Dennis and Brendan, you guys bought it after next came out last summer when they first added multiplayer. Um, have you guys been playing it or no, not at all? <laughs> I'm be honest with you. Wow. <laughs> we got to get, uh, we got to get together and play it. Uh, Get some, get a good. I, I really want to get into the abyss and build like an underwater base that maybe sprawls up onto the island or something to get like an above ground base that then goes. Yeah, down. I'd love to play Apex on this with you. <laughs> Speak of the devil, um, dude. Apex Legends, the new uh, <laughs> new battle pass came out. Season one battle pass. Um, basically, this this is a new battle pass. Sort of works the same deal as Fortnite battle pass, where you play games and then you can level up your battle pass. They also released a uh, new character. His name is Octane. Um, he's like this weird character where who just injects himself with steroids. Pretty interesting. Oh, so it's a Chad character? <laughs> I'd say so. Why did they just? Why didn't they just call him Chad? <laughs> Good. You know what? That's our nickname for him. Then. Good. His name is just Chad. They should rename. Someone should hack into the Apex Legends servers and rename Octane as Chad. Um, but. Apex Legends has been a hit so far. It's been like this this really good thing that EA definitely needed because there's stocks after Battlefield Five. You know that game. You know doesn't really like <laughs> that game. <laughs> that game. <laughs> that game. Yeah, there's stocks. That, that one game. There's stocks to drop after that dropped horrendously. It it just it sunk really far down. But literally the day after Apex Legends like just got released. It it just like rose up really fast, and Apex Legends basically just revived EA, which is pretty good. You know, yeah. it's pretty funny. And they also killed Fortnite. Their sales dropped by fifty percent after um after Apex yeah. came yeah. out. Yeah, that was microtransactions. Pretty epic. Uh, sales. Fortnite's free game, but the uh the viewer base yeah that's what yeah that's what i meant like the money they were making from fortnite went down by 50%. yeah fortnite's still it was not number one for like a week but now it's back to number one spot because streamers are playing it more because five the five year olds no. yeah the nine-year-old army nine-year-old army over here apex is a little too advanced yes. for, for younger kids i think <laughs> the the mechanics in that game are just they're just really good i like oh it. it's so smooth it's smooth really really smooth um so we got uh, in a few days. Sekiro: Shadow Dice Twice is actually getting released. It's from Software, which is basically the company behind Dark Souls and Bloodborne, which are both really good games. 
Oh wow, I love yeah. Bloodborne. It's a good game. What can I say? Yeah, you know, just when it, when you're in the when you're in the presence of such a good game, it's just you just recognize its greatness, you know. Brennan, are you planning to get a planning to get Bloodborne or not Bloodborne? Shadows of Sekiro. Shadows of I don't know. Might have to pick it up. Seems like an interesting game. I'd have to sauce it. Apparently, apparently has really good verticality. Like you can like yeah. fly up anything. It's really hype. So that's all the news I got. Does anything else to say? I thought uh, I had a brain fart. Don't listen to me. Brain fart? All right. Yeah, I got some brain. stuff. Like, you guys want to hear about Tesla? I got. I'll use that. Tesla news. So this is a little bit older news. Um, we would have talked about it last week, but um, Tesla version 3 supercharging is now available. I think there's only what two or three locations that they've put together so far. But it enables 250 kilowatts per hour charging speeds which translates to about a thousand miles per hour battery filling rate on your car. Um, so you, you, th- your car doesn't have a thousand miles of range. So what really impresses people is the 75 miles in five minutes um, statement, which is what they're boasting. If you can, if you have your, it's a model three and it's on like low battery. So it has a lot of juice to absorb. You can charge it 75 miles in five minutes. Um, and the way they achieve this is not only with, the faster charging, but also because of a thing called on-route heating, where your your battery needs to be at a certain temperature to accept that kind of power without, you know, causing problems in degrading the battery or even igniting and, and causing a lot of issues. So your car, your Tesla will now recognize when you're on the way to a supercharging station and will heat up the battery to a peak charging temperature, which even at a version two station, which doesn't have the faster charging, um, you'll be able to see up to 25% increase in charging Bruh. speeds. Um, they also added some charging to, they added, uh, what is it? An extra 25 kilowatt hours of power to the version two stations. So a little boost there, plus the battery um, heating up makes for a really interesting thing. That They're getting close to the point where you could, uh, you could compare it to the time it takes to fill a gas tank because you're at the pump for... Um, Here's the pump for what three or four minutes probably to get um, up to 400 miles of range. I guess right now they're at 75 miles in five minutes. But there was a guy on Twitter who was able to fill his Model Three from 15% to 80% in 15 minutes, um, which is over 200 miles of range. And then you say drive for an hour, stop for 10 minutes, and you'd have another 230 miles of range ready to go. So they're getting there. It's really interesting, Bruh. Yeah, good stuff. Um, and plus supercharging is like you could fill your car for six, seven dollars, maybe even less if you're not doing a full charge, which uh, which I think is awesome. You stop for five minutes, get a quick 75 miles, put in a couple bucks and you're on your way. Um, not only that, but something really interesting just a couple days ago, they released a software patch, which pushes more power out of the battery pack in the Model 3, because now that it's been out for a while, they've been able to collect a lot of data and see what it can handle. So you basically went to bed and woke up the next morning with not only a more efficient car that can drive longer, but also a faster car just by a software update. And people were like, oh, this is amazing. It's a free update, just automatically installed overnight. People got in their cars and said, hi, welcome to your new software. Here's what's new. And then uh, their cars were faster. Nice. Pretty lit. Uh, yeah, we've got that. Um, they they announced their Model Y, 
which is their smaller kind of like the Model 3 was a smaller, cheaper version of the Model S, which is their sedan. And their Model X was their big expensive SUV. So now they have a Model Y, which um, is a little smaller, a little cheaper. And they actually finally finished their uh, naming scheme, Sexy, S3XY. They have finished the naming scheme, um, which is kind of funny. So the Model Y starts at $60,000 for the first model you can buy. But then in 2021, they'll be releasing their standard range $39,000 model. So it'll be a nice, affordable... Well, I mean, it's still expensive, but for a Tesla, for an all-electric vehicle, luxury vehicle, $39,000 is an affordable price tag for that. So in a couple of years, we'll see that coming. Um, it's going to have all the same features as the other Teslas, just uh, a small SUV. And it has a seven-seat option, which is pretty cool. But I did read that if you get the third row of seats, it's there's not a lot of legroom. So maybe you'd put kids in the back. But for, for grown adults, it's going to be cramped if you get a third row seating. Throw your kids in the trunk. Um, yeah, put your kids in the trunk and then have the adults sit in the first two rows of seats. It'll work too. But yeah. Uh, that's the Tesla news for this week. Lots of interesting stuff. I'm sure we'll have more next week because Elon Musk is a very busy man. He's got a lot of stuff going on. The uh, The iMac Pro is now available with 256 gigabytes of RAM uh, for a mere $5,200 upgrade from the standard price. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be picking this one up, guy. <laughs> Hey guys, you know what? It seems like I'm doing this one. This is the new one. That sounds like a pretty good paperweight. You know what's so stupid too is 256 gigs of RAM does absolutely not cost five thousand two hundred dollars to put in a computer. Don't tell. Don't tell them that. So, don't tell them. But what? Why are you gonna need that much RAM? Uh, if you're like a, a video production studio, you could use that. Like, I mean, you don't need that much. 128 would be plenty, which is like. At the three thousand dollar upgrade or something stupid like that. But Linus Tech Tips actually was talking about um, who needs this much RAM in twenty nineteen or whatever. Like, what? How much RAM do you need? Or I guess it was twenty eighteen. It was last year. But they're saying most people are good on eight gigs. Gamers sixteen or thirty two. But for video editors, you actually need a lot more RAM than you might think because all those files are open in your system memory while you're working on it in Premiere. And they had. Their Scrapyard Wars, the episode they were working on, had so many different clips in it that it would actually crash the program on any computer running less than 64 gigabytes of RAM because it couldn't open it all and it used up all the RAM and crashed the computer. Um, so if you're doing like big time video editing and maybe editing a full length movie or very, very in-depth, like high resolution, high frames, um, color grading, HDR, stuff like that, you would probably need a lot of RAM. Or Minecraft. But then again, Minecraft. you're probably not going to spend $5,000 to add it to your iMac. You're going to build you a just computer download RAM. with that kind of RAM. Yeah, just download more RAM. Yeah, On the just Samsung download App Store, more RAM. you can download more RAM. Did you guys know that? Get some more RAM. So I don't know how much sense it makes um, to do that unless, like, if you're using Final Cut, you have to have a Mac um, and you can't do a custom-built Mac. So if you want that, you have to spend the $5,200 to get the upgrade. But if you're using Premiere or Sony Vegas or Cinema 4D or a lot of that other stuff, you can do it on a PC and you would just build a computer with that kind of RAM. So um, I don't think a lot of people are going to be buying it, but if you do want it, you can buy it now. Just like Apple put it out here. It's like, this is what we have. This is what we can do, right? And if everyone wants to get it, they can get it. But if everyone gets it, they're suckers. Yeah. I think you're buying like a eight or nine. 
$9,000 computer at that point. And then if you add a bigger SSD and you add better graphics and stuff, you're like over $10,000 for the iMac, which is a non-upgradable system once you've bought it. You buy it with the spec you get, and that's what you've got forever. It's like, ooh. I, I, don't, I, I don't see the value in that at all. <laughs> but um, it does exist. That was, I actually saw that on Marquez Brownlee's Twitter. He's, they didn't do an announcement for it. They just kind of quietly added it to their website. So shout out to Marquez for posting that because I, I stole your, uh, your news uh, there. His name's not Marquez. It's not Marquez. It's Marquez. Marquez, that's said what I Mark said. Marquez Brownlee's Twitter. <laughs> Marquez. You keep Marquez. Bruh, this man is saying Marquez. I did not say Marquez. I saw this on Marquez's Marquez. Twitter. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> I don't think it's Marquez. It's Marquez, isn't it? <laughs> Marquez Twitter. <laughs> Thanks for the news, Marquez. I mean, if we're if we're using if we're talking about French here, you don't say the es, right? It's just Marquis, is it not? I might be yeah, wrong. About no one says Marquis. Is he French? No one says Marquis. Marquis. I don't think he's French though. He lives in like New Jersey. I uh, guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to ask him because he never says his name in his videos. He says, "What's up, guys? MKBHD here." Yeah, I don't know. He, yeah, he but I know his name's not Marquez. <laughs> no, I didn't you say did, Marquez. You totally Marquez. did. Marquez. Okay, yes, we'll, we'll see what it's A's. like in post, huh? We'll see what it's like. Yeah, okay. we will. And if it is, you can't edit it out. Okay. All right. I'm not going to edit it yeah. out anyway. You know why? Because he said it. <laughs> nah. All right, Fallout, Fallout uh, ah, 76. Good segue, good segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big update. Called uh, Wild Appalachia. Just yeah, they see Marquez. Who? Are, what are you watching? I was watching. Yeah, Marquez. That's what I said. You said Marquez. It's Marquez. No, 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 no. I said, said Marquez. Marquez. Okay, we'll check it. So Fallout seventy six came out with a big update. Uh, it's thirteen and a half gigabyte called Wild Appalachia. Comes with new quests. They balanced a lot of weapon stuff. They updated the UI, um, graphics overhauls. They balanced the camp. For different crafting things, they added a new crafting recipe, which I believe is brewing, and lots and lots of bug fixes. The bug fixes are like half the patch note here. But we've got um, new quest line wasted on Nuka Shine, uh, which is uh, let's see, begin this quest line by finding and reading one of the party invitation posters that are plastered throughout Appalachia, and you can do things like that. New camp objects crafting system is brewing and distilling, so you can make. Wines, spirits, beers, and mixed drinks. We have daily quests for a couple different things. There's distilling daily quests. Um, and there's yeah, there's energy weapon changes, heavy weapon changes uh, for balancing. And then there's just a bunch and little tiny tweaks for crafting. There's a player reporting system. So not not anything major, but just a lot of stuff packed into one big update. Um, new items, armor, enemies, um, combat adjustments. So I haven't played Fallout 76 for a couple months, but uh, I'll probably check it out again now that we have this big update. Uh, I know Brendan bought it and has never opened the game. You think you're going to try it out now that we've got this new update? Yeah, I got it for 20 bucks on Black Friday, and uh, it's in. It's still in the plastic wrap. It's a relic now. You can never open it. It's going to stay that sell way. Out for like, you can sell it for $25 now. Unopened Fallout 76 mint condition. <laughs> Anyone want this? I'm selling it. A relic from the dark times. I'm giving it away. I'll take it. Play it on my yeah, PlayStation. You'll take okay. it or you'll pay for it. No, I'll just take it because I know you're never going to no. use it. 
All right, well, maybe if you make me an offer, I, I'll sell uh, it to you. Oh, an offer you can't refuse? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, you should try it out. See what's up. It's definitely on launch. It was a terrible game, but they've uh, made it better. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and this, this new update uh, looks like it makes it uh, a little more better. More stable, more stuff to do. Let's see, do I have any other news? Um, James Gunn got rehired oh, yeah, for Guardians yeah, yeah. We're talking about, about uh, movies. We've got Marvel movies going down here. All right. It's a little bit of a teaser for future yeah, topic. But yeah, James Gunn is back on. Okay, so uh, I have a little bit of gaming news. Halo Master Chief Collection is being added to the Steam library on PC. That's going to have the original four Halo games with Master Chief. And it's also going to have Halo 3 ODST. And they're actually adding Halo Reach, which is a new edition that's not even on the Xbox one. But it's going to be added to the Xbox edition when this is added on. So that's very that's a lot to look forward to. And the the crazy thing is this is this is collecting all these games digitally remastered with a functioning online service just for the price of a normal game. So that is a great deal. And also Halo is just I think I I'll say it. Halo is my favorite game franchise. Uh I literally have countless memories of just going into online and making friends on Xbox Live. That was one of my favorite memories ever. I saw they were going to release like a trial where if you haven't played Halo before and you're not sure if you want to get the collection, they'll let you play it for like a couple hours and then oh, see if you want to buy it. Oh, I'm, Is that I'm, true? I'm sure I want to get it. Don't worry. I don't need no trial. Well, what? Well, yeah, no, I, I know you're buying it, but the trial thing is interesting nonetheless. Like, had you heard well, about I that? Mean, if you don't like the game, you can just run it in two days. Yeah, but I don't want to like go yeah, through but... the process of buying a game and then I done like and then I have to refund it. Yeah, you get to try it for free. And then you can buy it if you. I guess you that's like a good it. option, but I I love Halo. I agree with you, Brennan. Brennan, uh, Halo is good, but I don't know if I want to get the collection. You know. Well, the collection is just going to be the price of a normal game. Yeah, but I mean, again, I don't want to get. It. No, that's completely fine. I mean, it's subjective whether you like Halo or not. I like it. Yeah, I saw you will be able to play it in an uncapped frame rate oh. in 4K yeah. and also support HDR. Yep. Ah, yep. oh. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Awesome. I hope you already. Yeah, it seems really cool. Thing is, like Halo One and Two and Halo Reach are not going to look good unless they Halo remastered Two got them. remastered and Halo Combat Evolved got remastered. Yeah. And Halo Reach was probably okay. one of the most so, recent Halo games, bro. Was it? I thought Reach what? was older than Halo Four. Reach is no. not. Reach is like it's. It is older than Halo Four. Yeah, but like by a year. I might. Be, so wait, it was my, in between. That might be wrong. Four. Hold up. Let me You're look at the release schedule. Wrong. Halo Reach was before Halo. Halo 3. No, it wasn't. Sure about that? It, Halo Reach is a fairly old go- game, dude. I don't know. That came out in 2010, and Halo 3 came out in, I think it was 2007, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then Halo 4 came out but two still, years later. nine years. Is there a Halo 5? Yes. Okay. Why is that not part of the because collection? Because it's its own other game. No. Well. The Master Chief Collection came out before Halo 5, bro. Or it came out around the same time, though. Okay. So Halo Reach is still going to be a nine-year-old game, which means, did they remaster yeah, that they, as well? They always uh, up the textures and everything of the remaster. Yeah. Bro. If you look at the like the comparison for, I think it was the second Halo. I'm going to send you a screen grab from the Halo Two remaster. Yeah. So there was like this comparison between Halo Two, like the old textures, and then the, like you can turn on. The cool thing is you can turn on old textures, and then you can turn, you, you can also turn on the new textures that they have, and the new ones look okay. crazy good. Like it looks extremely good compared to the old one and even nowadays today's standards they still look pretty good like 
it's pretty impressive. Is it like Battle Battlefield Two in HDR? Yes. Impressive, yes. though. Is I'm it really? You, I'm sending you. Uh, hold on. Check the Discord. This is just the. Uh... Or sorry, not Battlefield Battlefront Two. Le Discord. Let's see it. Um, it it looks good. It's just not. I definitely say it's not Battlefield. Yeah, it, that, that well, that's an overhead shot, dude. Hold on. Let me give you a. Uh... Yeah, looks good. I don't know how impressive that's going to be in 4K HDR, though. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna get the benefit of a 4K also, HDR game. Also, you're gonna be that. able to play uh, Halo on PC, which is another thing we've been waiting for for a very long time. So my my question yeah. is so. The remastered, right? <clears throat> it it doesn't change. It just like changes the skin. Oh no, I, I, like like how you can turn on the uh, high quality textures. So if I have mine on like low quality textures and you have yours on high quality textures, are we both going to be get get like the same experience, or yeah. is you know, it's be you can choose? You that's the thing with the remaster. They let you play with the old textures the game shipped with, and then you can also play with the um, remastered. Yeah, but is that the only thing that changes, or is there other things like the animation? Yeah, and everything's stuff just remastered. Like they make sure everything's polished very quick. Okay, that's pretty cool. cool. Listen, I know you two didn't grow up on Halo and didn't play it, so you're probably thinking this is just some game that's coming out. But it's it's gonna be pretty good. From no, for I know Halo. I've I've followed Halo since I was young as well. I've yeah, never... no, but like, did you guys play it though? I, again, yes, I have. I played, played Halo Three very. Yeah, I played it very briefly. It? I know what's going on in Halo. I'm saying it's a bad game. I'm saying it's a good game, um, but it's just like you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be. I'm not. I'm, I'm probably not. I'm not gonna buy yeah, it. But I'll wait. Maybe maybe I'll get it on sale. Yeah, what, whatever works for you guys. This is this is just something I'm very hyped for. Waiting for Halo on PC for yeah. a very long time. I I hope it uh, I hope it works good because there's been other ports of games that were just really bad. So I hope they did a good job on it, and I'm excited oh, to see yeah. it. Um, it. Oh yeah. Also, if you're not a Steam person, it will be available on. The, the Windows 10 store as well. The Windows 10 store? <laughs> Lol. <laughs> you want to know a funny joke? <laughs> the Windows 10 store. <laughs> well, if you do have an Xbox, you should be buying your games in the Windows store because if you do that, you get the games, you can play them on the Xbox too, which is pretty sweet. Like my brother got an Xbox One uh, S for Christmas and he had already bought Forza Horizon 4 and 3 on the Windows store but because he owns it on that account, he can play it on his Xbox too, and didn't have to buy it again, which was pretty cool. So if you have, a, if you're an Xbox player, you should try and buy any game that you can through the Windows Store. Uh, yeah. So on to the next game, actually, uh, Call of Duty is getting a mobile game, and it's like a full-fledged Hell Call of Duty yeah. multiplayer game. It's gonna come out with like multiplayer with the iconic maps, guns, and modes. It looks like the player models are based off of Black Ops Two. So that's interesting. And I saw they released a gameplay trailer. It actually looks like a um like an actual like it, it, the graphics hold up is what I'm trying to say. It looks pretty good. Yeah. They look good. Uh they also tease zombies with a blackout mode. I don't know how much it's going to be yet. They're just teasing it, but uh I probably assume since it's a mobile game, they might charge like 20 bucks. No, they won't charge that no, much. No, they 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 put a lot of I stuff. bet it would be 9.99. They put the blackout mode in there too, the battle royale mode. If they charge it all for it, I bet it's going to be nine ninety nine max. I I I feel people aren't, people aren't going to pay twenty people aren't going to pay twenty bucks for an app on their phone. Yeah, but this seems like an uh pr- yeah all right you know that that's a good point but you know it's Call of Duty and it's Activision and uh, they'll suck you up for any piece yeah. of money that you got so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay by twenty. What they'll do is they'll charge ten dollars and load it with microtransactions. I, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I'd say. More people will buy it if it's ten bucks, and then the people who have more money will spend it on microtransactions. 
But yeah, it's actually, if you look on the Google Play Store, it's already there. And you can pre-register, and it says, if you pre-register, we may invite you to the early access program nice. for this game. So I just actually uh, just actually dropped a pre-register on it. Yeah, I'm not really excited for Call of Duty on mobile, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. If it's, if it's a couple bucks, I'll get it, because I actually... Uh, here's a plug for anyone on an Android device. Get the app Google Opinion Rewards, and from time to time, they will send you a survey... And you can, you know, just fill it out like, oh, we noticed you went to this store. Would you like to review it? How was your experience? Oh, it was good. Okay, thanks. Here's 20 cents. But over time, it builds up. So I've actually earned $36 um, by doing this. And I started it like a year ago. But right now I have $4 from the surveys. So if there's an app for a couple bucks that I want to get, I'll just use my credit from that. I don't, I've never really spent any money on the premium apps that I buy because I use that app. So. And it's a free app. Shall go try it. Ah, pretty good. A little uh, trade secrets of the bargain hunter over here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys know I don't. I don't buy anything unless I get a deal on it, or if I just buy it for free, which is the best deal. You go, oh, four ninety nine for an app that's not worth five dollars. I'll get it because I have credit. Well, on yep. to the next news. Um, Doom is getting a straight-to-DVD movie called Doom Annihilation. And uh, before you ask, it does look terrible. The trailer came out. Awesome, dude. I'm so excited. It, it, um, <laughs> Doom, Doom Marine is not in it. Doom Guy is not in it. So that's already a plus. That's a, that's a negative. A negative plus. <laughs> negative plus. Yeah. We got to use stupid terms for stupid movies here. And it just looks like it's a TV. It ha- looks like it has a TV budget, which it does. It does not have a good budget. And it's going straight to DVD, so at least we won't have to uh, see this thing in our local theaters. Why did they uh, Why did they go through with it? I think it was a licensing thing. Like, the studio had the license to make a Doom thing, and if they didn't use it, they'd probably lose the license. Oh, yeah. okay. Just to kind of hold on to their rights for it. That's what Sony did with Spider-Man. <laughs> they, uh... They made a uh, Amazing Spider-Man two, and that film just—you know how that film turned out. So, yeah, I didn't. Uh, that film wasn't that bad, but it definitely wasn't good. Yeah, it was—it was watchable at least. Watchable is a word that I would use for that movie. Yes, I would describe that word as watchable. Yeah, not much more than watchable, <laughs> but watchable at least. <laughs> and then uh, uh, let's see what cool. else we got. Is it—is it going to be available on Blu-ray? Um. Normally, I, th- I I believe they go normally to Blu-ray, but straight to DVD movies. That's that's a weird gray zone, you know. Yeah. I wonder if the movie would be better if you take the DVD and then put it in Premiere and upscale it to 4K. <laughs> you think it would be a better movie? <laughs> I don't think anything. Yeah, you can't polish a turd. <laughs> you could spray a clear coat all over that turd. It might look oh, a little better. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Also, um, Captain Marvel is making money. I think it's at uh, $755 million right now uh, with the box office. And I just got a, um, I got a prediction saying it's going to break a billion by the end of March. So Marvel nice. has made another billion dollar IP. So there you go. Very nice. Captain Marvel, yeah, it was a great movie. You guys want to... Uh, I, oh, I, uh, you guys talk about I've her? seen it a couple times. I think it's pretty good. I, yes. I, I at first time I always like I always freak out because I'm like I'm a nerd for that stuff like I, I when I see something referencing something from the books I'm like oh my god 
that's usually what uh, the first movie, like watching the movie for the first time, was like. After all that, like nerdy stuffs out of the way, though, like I can watch the movie like like more critically, and uh, I actually thought it was okay. Like it was one of the uh, better Marvel origin stories. Yeah, I like that movie. It was a good movie. Brie Larson yeah. did, played a good part, but all that controversy surrounding Brie Larson. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, if you if we want to spend like the last ten minutes, uh... it's a good, really good movie. I think Brie Larson yeah. does really good acting in it. I think Samuel Jackson does act really good acting in it. And yeah, he looks really young between in each. Okay, what's in it? He looks really young, Samuel Jackson. He yeah, the, um, was good. Uh, the, they did like a mix of prosthetics and uh, special effects to get that done. But Marvel has always been good with the de aging technology. It's it looks really good, and I think the um the chemistry between Samuel Jackson and Brie Larson was really nice to see because like they, you could tell like they're friends in real life too. Yeah, they that they're um, a good match on the screen. They also did some de aging on the guy who plays Coulson because he definitely looks older yeah. than that. It, like if you just look at him today, um, I was happy to see him in that because he's one of my favorite like Marvel TV yes. characters. Is just Coulson from Agents of Shield. It, it's gonna be very so, yeah. It was very nice to see him in the movies again. Yeah, absolutely. Because he had only been in one other one, right? The the first Avenger. No, he was in other ones. He was or in Thor. He was others. in Iron Man too. Yeah, oh, he was, was the he really? end credit scene okay. for Thor. No, no, he's the end credit okay. scene for. Uh, oh my god, my mind is going blank right now. He he was the end credit scene for Iron Man two. He was in Iron Man two, Iron Man the the first Iron Man, and then he was throughout Thor as well. Okay, he had really small parts in those though, right? Like only a few lines. No, they, he minutes. had like ten minutes of screen time in Thor. And huh. Iron Man, he was. Oh, that's right, because well, he was he was overseeing them trying to get the hammer out of the ground, right? In Thor yes. one. Yeah. Okay. So he was kind of important for that. The other movies, though, were more of just like a he showed up briefly. And, oh, it's Coulson. I was a little sad to see him die in Avengers, but he came back in his show. He's he has seven seasons now for Agents of Shield. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I got to catch up because I think I only have seen the first four or five, so I'm kind of behind on that. But you were saying you're telling me that they're getting close to what's going on in Infinity War, right? With the show, they're kind of lining up the yeah, timelines. Yeah, they mentioned Thanos in, um, I think it was season six, the end of season six. Okay, cool. Do you, is that? Do you think the snap's going to happen in the? Oh, it's in gotta, the show. It's got to happen. No way it doesn't. I feel like it'll be like a mid-season yeah, thing, and then like it'll. They obviously they can't make a show about it during uh, Endgame because it'll spoil like what might happen. No. So are they doing a season right now, or are they waiting for the uh, season The season right now that they're doing, I think, is confirmed to be like the final season. Right, but is it on TV? Is there a season going no, on right filming. now? Okay. So I wonder if... Or when's it supposed to start? Um. Well, no, we'll get more news. Start airing. Because uh, like, I was going to say, like, if they had episodes running right now, it would make sense for them to put the snap like the episode of the week that Endgame drops, and then the timelines would be perfectly aligned. They did that with Thor: The Dark World, and they did that with uh, Winter Soldier uh, as well. Yeah, because the uh, they destroyed all the the heli carriers inside the show right before. Well, Thor, you saw uh, like uh, Hydra being activated within Shield in the show. Right, but then, so did the episode where they destroyed the heli carriers come out before or after Winter it Soldier? It usually was comes dropped? out a week or two after the movie, so they don't spoil anything. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but um. But yeah, they uh, it's like the most tied show to the movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first shot is like is, a shot of like Avengers Tower, or it's like looking at a toys of the Avengers, and 
it, it's cool. Like you immediately know, oh hey, this is. Yeah. Do they? Is that a different production team for Agents of Shield, or is it still the same Marvel TV guys? Ooh, from different from what? Like because I know the typical Marvel TV producers are not the guys that work on the movie of anything. But since it's so closely tied, I'm wondering if they have some staff from Marvel movies, Marvel Studios helping. No, with they're they're two separate divisions. Show. Okay. Yeah, but uh, that was uh, that was basically all my news. Uh, James Gunn. What about James Gunn? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you guys mentioned it earlier, and I. We did, but I wanted to wait for Marvel. We talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't. We mentioned it. We didn't really talk oh, about. Oh, so I mean, I called this months ago. I and uh, you know what's funny is all right. Well, I'll I'll get into it. So James Gunn got rehired by Disney, not Marvel. Marvel didn't fire him. It was Disney who fired him. Uh, but yeah, Disney rehired him to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And that uh, that's kind of great now because the people who kind of like dig, dug up his old tweets were like from nine years ago and they're just jokes and really poor taste. But he's back now and he's directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and he's directing Suicide Squad 2 now. So technically he's in a better place than he was before. Yeah, because I know uh, DC picked him up as he was kind of dropped yeah. off of the Marvel train. And now he's back on the Marvel train, too. I think he's the too. first person to, like, get canceled off social media, but come back with more job opportunities. Yeah. Well, two funny things about that. Like, the one, the guy that had originally brought it up and who's like, oh, my God, look at all these things that James Gunn said. His Twitter account is so oh much worse. Oh, my God. He said some pretty bad stuff. I, I can't talk about it in the podcast. That's, that's kind of how some that messed up that stuff is. Yeah, no, but his Twitter account is a lot worse. So people were like, hey, Disney, like... You're you're taking advice from a random civilian. Have you looked at his Twitter account? Yeah. And then, you know, there was a lot of stuff about that. But also, I heard they didn't even for a replacement for huh? James Gunn. So it was kind of... I heard that they weren't even searching for I a replacement. I think they did a little bit of searching, but the decision to rehire James Gunn was reportedly made, like, months ago. Yeah, they just kind of let the dust settle. Yeah, the dust. And had been like, uh, do we want to get anyone new? No, let's get him, let's get him back. Okay. And now they're just announcing that, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, Disney doesn't care. He was care. a uh, producer on Endgame too, so was yeah. he? Ooh, it'll be cool. interesting to see. I know Dave Bautista is happy. Literally, he he went on so many rants on Twitter to get um to get James Gunn back. Yeah, he was upset. Uh, well, a lot of them were upset, yeah. but I think Dave was like, the most kind of upset about it. He came out with a um, like the whole cast came out with a letter towards Disney. Yes, I remember that. And they had all signed it on the bottom, basically, like, um, just supporting yeah. James Gunn and saying that they, he was a good guy. I'm happy he's back. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be, be another banger movie. A lot of people said that, or at least people that I went to go see Guardians 2 with said they didn't like it. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, it was definitely different than the first one, but I, I think I think it was still good. I liked yeah. it as well. I, you know what's funny is he's going to be the uh, first Marvel director to finish a trilogy. Like, all the movies would have been directed under him. Like, the Russo brothers, they did two Captain America movies, but they didn't do the first one. Okay, and the people in Thor and Iron Man weren't the same director all three times? John Favreau did the first two, but he didn't do the last one. That was Shane Black. Okay. Cool. That'll be sweet. Yeah. I'm excited. Very nice. Very nice. So very nice. Cool. Well, we're just about at that time, so if we don't have anything else to uh, go over, we can... uh... We can call it here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode five. We'll see you again next week. And, uh, yeah, hope you have a good one. Bye. Peace.